Let me say that again. Pain pushes until vision pulls. Three years ago, I was in pain. I was deeply in pain. I was in what, what you would call a toxic relationship. It was not a happy situation. I was financially dependent on my partner. I had no control over my own finances. I didn't even own my own car or most of my own clothes. Um, I was definitely in a place where I was feeling stuck and trapped and unhappy and miserable and I was living a life of pain. I was a science of mind practitioner at the time, still am. And I was, in this day, driving from my home to the Center for Spiritual Living in Santa Rosa to be a teaching assistant in a practitioner's class. <clears throat> and I was listening to a CD of a speaker who had spoken at Santa Rosa. We record, we record and make CDs for everybody. We sell them in the bookstore. So I was listening to this CD, and it was Reverend Deborah Johnson. And uh, oddly enough, the title of the CD was Just Say No to Toxic People. Just say no to negative people, excuse me. Just say no to negative people. So it was appropriate that I was listening to this CD. And I'm driving and I hear her say those words. Pain pushes until vision pulls. And it hit me as everything that she had been talking about was hitting me a little bit on my, in my heart and on my soul just touching me over and over. But when I heard those words, I literally pulled over to the side of the road because I was having a moment of clarity. And in this moment, I realized that if I did not step out of the pain that I was in, that I would never be able to achieve any of my vision. And I had ideas about what I wanted to do with my life. I had, uh, I had a plan that I was going to become a minister, or at least at that time what my plan was that I was going to be more active as a, as a practitioner in my spiritual community, but my relationship kept getting in the way. And I don't know if anybody's ever been in this kind of relationship where it feels like you are engulfed and that your whole center and world and thinking is centered in this relationship. And it doesn't even have to be a romantic relationship. Sometimes that relationship can be with your child. Some that relationship can be with your parent. It can be with your boss or a coworker. Sometimes it can be with, I don't know, a political person. And you can end up feeling like, if I could just do the right thing, if I could say the right words, if I could not get into the argument again, if I could just move the right way or not move the wrong way, everything would change and my life would be happy. And so I had been living this way for quite a few years. And in that moment, sitting on the side of the road in my car crying, I realized that that was never going to happen and that the only right move for me was to leave and that I had to step out of that pain. 
Now, I had absolutely no idea how that was going to happen because, like I said, I didn't have any money and I didn't even own the car I was driving. But something happens when you make a decision. Something happens when you go and step into alignment with the truth of who you are and what it is that you're supposed to be doing. And the universe conspires to make it happen for you. And doors open and doors close. And the path becomes shown to you. And that's where faith comes in. And that's where faith showed up for me that day. Is that I realized that all I had to do was take the next step. Whatever it was, however it showed up. And it showed up in some pretty miraculous and beautiful ways. Um, it, I uh, was able to move out due to some financial help from a friend. I was able to enroll in Holmes Institute due to a financial gift from a friend. And that same friend told me about a little job out at Santa Rosa Center for Spiritual Living. And when she described the job to me, I said, well, I've been doing that as a volunteer. <laughs> and it is hard work, and it would be good to be paid for that. And so I filled out the application. I didn't think that they would hire me. But um, they did, so I took the job. So I moved out to Santa Rosa. And all of this happened within the space of about three months. It happened really fast. Because I think what happened that day in my car is my, you know, my spirit guides and guardian angels, they were asleep in the back of the car, waiting for me to do something with my life because uh, I'm not doing what I'm meant to be doing. And as soon as I made that decision, they woke each other up and said, oh my gosh, she's here, she's awake, let's get going, let's make things happen. We've been waiting for this moment. And so my life became this really beautiful, sweet, gentle, loving, colorful experience. I was working at Santa Rosa. Um, I don't know if any of you are familiar with the Santa Rosa Center. It's, it's one of our larger centers. Um, we have three services on Sunday mornings and a really giant co uh, congregation. And um, we're, we're led by the, by, um, the grace of Dr. Edward uh, Volune. I almost called him Edward Spirit Volune. <laughs> Dr. Edward Volune. And so I got, to, um, I got to be immersed in this spiritual cocoon for 40 hours a week where my office was two doors down from Dr. Edward, where I was surrounded by a staff of people, of ministers and practitioners who were practicing our spiritual philosophy principles all the time. And so what happened for me was deep healing and deep, deep grounding into what, what we're about, what we're here to do, and who I am. And so I feel like I had achieved a goal because I had a little bit of a vision for what my life was supposed to be like. And actually, I have a, I have a picture of that. If we, if we could, uh, this, was, this was my vision. <laughs> yeah. Anybody else ever feel like this is what, this is what we're, yeah, you, just, just a couple of folks want to have this in your life? Yeah, this, and so this is kind of where I felt like I was at, actually. I felt like I was in the hammock. 
<laughs> and safe and sound. And um, I could have stayed there for a long time, except what happened is <laughs> there was something inside of me that wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't satisfied <laughs> with the hammock. There was something inside of me that felt like, you know what, I, I think there might be something else for me to do. I don't think that the road that I've been on my entire life has led me just to be here on the beach, although it's not a bad thing. And in fact, I still kind of am clinging on to that. <laughs> it's like maybe down the road. But there's something inside of me that wants to do something more. And does any, I don't know if you're familiar with Dr. David Alt. Some of us. So if you don't know, he, he is a, a deeply inspired and deeply motivational uh, leader in our community and has done tremendous amounts of work in the world, in the, in, in the whole world, um, for, uh, to, to raise up the consciousness and, 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 uh, of, of the people in this planet. And he came to speak at Santa Rosa last year. And... Um, <laughs> and I got, to, I got to have a little session, a little one-on-one -on -one session with him, which was, I was super excited about that. And I told him, and I said, I said David, I said, you know, I'm really happy. I've, I've got this great job. I've got this, you know, I've got my little electric car. You know, I'm five minutes away from work. I live in my cute little house. I'm, I'm really, I've got a great cat dating this amazing woman. I said, but I still feel like there's something missing. I still feel like there's something else to do. And so he, we talked for a while, and he gave me a little mantra. <laughs> to take with me and uh, so I left the I left the uh, I left our session and I went down the hall to my office and I have a giant whiteboard and I wrote my mantra on there I am available that was my mantra because I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing I said I want to do something I don't know what it is he says if you tell spirit that you're available spirit will fill that gap <laughs> right yeah maybe <laughs> So I had my mantra, every time I looked at my whiteboard, I would say my mantra, I was saying my mantra, I'm available, I'm available, I'm available, all day long. And I even did, you know, I did some treatment work around it, I did some prayer work around it, and I kind of went back to my 12-step roots, and, and I said to Spirit, I said, I give to thee my will and my life. Guide me. Show me how to live. Take my hands, guide my feet. Show me what it is that I'm meant to do, what it is that I'm supposed to do. So here's what happens when you say a prayer like that. <laughs> I have a visual, actually. I have, <laughs> I have another slide. I have a visual. This is what happens when you say a prayer like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what happens. That's actually a picture. That little kid, that's my spirit. Uh, that's me. <laughs> and I am uh, I'm on that roller coaster. And my spirit guides are super happy about it. And I'm just hanging on. I'm just hanging on. Because here's what happened. I said that prayer, and again, everything changed, and it changed fast. Pain pushes until vision pulls. Pretty immediately after I had my session with David Alt and I said this prayer, 
um, I had to move. I don't know if anybody's really aware down here of what was been going on in Sonoma County for the past several years, but um, there have been several devastating fires uh, and a couple of devastating floods, and thousands of people have uh, lost their homes, and, uh, and most of them are not going to be able to move back into a rebuilt home. Um, our economy has tanked because of this. Um, and our homeless situation is astronomical. So I'm living, I'm renting a little studio apartment in a house, and the homeowner happens to live in uh, Costa Rica. And so he's watching the news, and he's, see, he's seeing the neighborhoods around his house burning down, and so he decides that it's time to sell. <laughs> it's not a bad plan. <laughs> like, I would have done it too. But what that meant was that we needed to move pretty immediately. And so this is where my faith had to kick in. My faith had to kick in to know that there would be a home provided for me, that I would be safe and I would be taken care of. And so what happened is Linda and I had been dating for a while and we'd actually been talking about the possibility of moving in together and how we might make that work. And so we decided to take that step and I moved in with Linda, right, when? Linda happens to live in San Jose, <laughs> right? And I'm working in Santa Rosa, but I'm living in faith. I'm staying strong in my faith, and I'm knowing that it's gonna be okay, it's gonna be taken care of. And so I make some arrangements to just drive up on one day, I'm gonna stay with some friends a couple of days, and then I'm gonna drive back, and I'm just gonna do this, and it sounds like a perfect plan, and I do it a couple of times, and then the whole friend thing, that didn't work out so well. And so I'm not able to do that. And so what happens is I have to drive up and back more, and now I'm in pain. <laughs> now I'm in pain because I'm having to do that commute, that two and a half hour one-way commute. That's painful. So I'm in pain, but I'm also still living in faith because I'm available and I know that Spirit is doing with me what Spirit needs to be doing with me no matter how it appears, no matter how it appears in the moment. So Linda and I are down here and uh, we, just, we hear about this little uh, you know, fundraiser that's going to be happening out at Interlight Ministries up in Santa Cruz. And so we decide to go because, you know, I like Deborah Johnson. <laughs> and also, um, it, it was uh, Reverend Deborah Johnson, and it was also uh, Michael Beckwith, who is actually the author of Pain Pushes Until Vision Pulls. So I'm going to go to this fundraiser at Interlight Ministries with the two people who are responsible for all of the changes that have happened in my life in the last three years. <laughs> I'm very happy about it. And so I'm in inner light, and Deborah Johnson, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm upstairs. They have a balcony, kind of like you, you guys do. I'm upstairs in the balcony. I'm looking down, and, then, and there's, you know, there's, uh, there's uh, Michael Beckwith down there doing somersaults on the stage or something. And if any of you have ever seen him, he's very energetic. <laughs> and, uh, and then Deborah Johnson is down there, and she's talking about her vision for her community. And her community is changing. They're moving out of the building that they've been in for 23 years, and her community is changing. And the way that, that we're going to be doing uh, Sunday services is going to be changing, too. We're going to be moving into something a little bit more different. And she's talking about this vision, and I'm feeling it, and I'm catching it. 
and I'm getting, I'm getting pumped up, and I'm getting inspired. And I, and, and I leave there, and I'm like, I'm like Linda, I, I, need to, I need to get involved in this somehow. I don't know how, but somehow. So a couple days later, I'm still talking about this, and Linda says, well, why don't you talk to her? <laughs> so I write her a letter. I write her a letter. I send her an email, and I, I just said, you know, I'd, I'm just going to throw my hat out there in the ring. I said, I don't know if you're looking for anybody to support this vision, but I really want to get on board with it because I'm on fire with it. And so I told her everything that I do. I, you know, I gave her a little list of stuff that I've done in the past. And I said, maybe, you know, volunteer or something or whatever. And it turns out that she decides to hire me as an employee. <laughs> so she, she offers me this full-time job over in Santa Cruz, which is literally a 30-minute drive now. <laughs> so I followed that vision. I followed that vision, her vision that became my vision, that shared vision. And I followed the pull to write the letter, that pull that said, I have to do this or I'm never going to sleep again. And in faith, I accepted her offer. And I have started to work there while I end my job at Santa Rosa. And I know that it's all good because it's all God. Because I could have never come up with this plan on my own. I have one more slide. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. says, faith is taking the first step even when you do not see the whole staircase. I don't know if anybody shares this experience with me, but there are times where I have felt so overwhelmed by the pain in my life that I felt like if I started crying, I would never stop and that I might literally drown in my own tears. Or I have been so angry and so enraged that I felt like if I started to express it, that I might burst into flames and take down a few people around me. In those moments, I have had to let go of the fear of my own feelings the fear of not knowing what's coming next, the fear of not knowing which direction I'm moving in, and I've had to literally ground myself in faith that I am taken care of, that I am safe and supported and loved all the time, and that I don't need to know where the staircase is leading. I don't need to know how tall it is, how many floors it is. What I need to know is that the staircase is there for me. What I need to know is that I just need to keep taking the next step and that I need to trust and know that Spirit's got my back and that Spirit is always leading me to a greater experience of life, a greater expression of myself, a greater expression of itself through me. And once I allow that trust to take me over, I can rest in it and I can feel like I'm back in that hammock. Thank you.
Let's pray. Take with me a deep breath if you feel so inclined and release it. And we allow that breath to simply inform us that we are alive and that we are here alive with the life of God, with that eternal spirit that we have absolutely everything that we need at all times. And that spirit is always good. That life is always conspiring for our greatest experience. That the universe is a safe and loving and beautiful place. And we are all connected to that. We are all connected to that because it is what makes us. It is what breathes us. It is what animates us. We are spirit made manifest as flesh. And that there is absolutely nothing but love here. perfect divine moment there is God in every moment there is God in the darkest moments there is God in those times where I feel like my heart is breaking where I feel like I have nothing left to give God is present where I feel like I may not know which direction to go in, where I don't know where my health is taking me, where I don't know where my finances are going, where I don't know where I'm going to be tomorrow, where I may not know what's going to happen. God is present. And I ground in that knowing and I let myself just rest in knowing that God is always present, everywhere, all the time, despite any appearances otherwise. God is always present and never not right where I am. I am grateful for this knowing, this shift in consciousness that happens all the time. 
in the individual and in the universal. And I'm knowing that this word that I speak today is a word of truth and it is the word of power. And I release this word into law, which is always saying yes, 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 yes. And I just let it be. Here is my breath. Here is my life. Here in this moment. Here is God. And so it is. Thank you.